Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. and grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We ask, Spirit of God, that you dwell amongst us. We pray, Lord, that you teach us, minister to our hearts. Let us not leave this place the same. We ask that you will bring correction in our lives, reproof in our lives, instructions in our lives. Teach us what we did not know before in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus and you may be seated. Wonderful. Well, tonight I, um, I want to continue on a message that I started sharing last Tuesday about quiet time. Quiet time and I was sharing with you some powerful effects of a quiet time. Some powerful effects of a quiet time. And I'm sharing with you from Bishop's book, Quiet Time. And I believe all of you have it. And so you can read along as I'm teaching from this book. And as you can read along with me in chapter 11. 15 powerful effects of a quiet time. But I'm sharing some of them with you. Amen. Last week we talked about the importance, how important, and some of these powerful effects that we receive by spend. How many of you do not understand what is quiet time? You don't know what is quiet time. Now, quiet time is a time that you as a Christian choose to spend with the Lord alone. A time that you set in a day, every day, a time that you have set that you will spend with the Lord alone. Talk to God and allow God to talk to you. Amen. Amen. This is quiet time. And we are saying, as simple as this thing may look, it, it has such powerful effects. It has such powerful effects on a Christian's life. And last week, I began going through some of the effects of quiet time. Some of the effects of spending time with God alone. Amen. This is what builds you up as a Christian. If you are a Christian that does not have quiet time with the Lord alone, you are a very vague Christian. You are a Christian that can easily be blown about with every wind of doctrine. Amen. Amen. And so the first effect we mentioned, we said a daily quiet time prevents hurts and reduces Pain in this life. Hallelujah. We elaborated. We said that when you are walking in darkness, you have a lot of tendency to hit objects, to bump yourself in objects, even in familiar places, even in a place that you know very well. If there is no light, you will bump yourself, you will hit yourself, and when there is light, suddenly 
You see, when there is no light, one thing is it slows you down. You have to feel your way. When there is no light, what guides you are the pains and hurts that you experience. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? When there is no light in your life, you realize that as you are walking in a path, you will hit something and then you realize it is not there. Or you move your hand forward to feel things, to see that there is something here that can hurt you. You do not need to experience the pains and hurts in life once there is light. Do you understand? And the word of God is light. The word of God brings light into your life such that you avoid the pains and hurts that people experience in life. Amen. Amen. Many people, many young people choose their spouses, husbands and wives through the darkness. They choose, they choose through darkness. And so they will only learn that this is not the right person through the pains and the hurts that they experience. That is when they will realize that I shouldn't have gone this way or I shouldn't have done that. But you as a Christian, you do not need that. If you will have your daily quiet time, the word of God will guide you and navigate your life through your daily activities. Amen. Amen. The second thing we mentioned is that a daily quiet time guarantees a good harvest of nice things. A daily quiet time. A daily quiet time guarantees a good harvest of nice things. Amen. Amen. And we said it's because daily quiet time is the sowing of spiritual seeds. It brings certain spiritual seeds into your life. Amen. Amen. When you, when you meditate on the word of God on a daily basis, it is sowing seeds into your spiritual life. Amen. And the reaping of it, we saw in Luke 8 verse 11, it says, now the parable is this seed. This seed is the word of God. It, the reaping of it is just nice things. It will bring you nice things. Hallelujah. Amen. We say every time you have a quiet time, you are making an investment into your life. Every time you sit behind the table reading the word of God, meditating on the word of God, you are investing in your life. These are powerful investments. These are mighty investments that no money can give you when you are meditating on the word of God. Hallelujah. Galatians 6, 8, we read a word. It says, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. The person that spends so much time sowing into his flesh, doing, you wake up in the morning and you spend so much time sowing into the flesh. You spend so much time bathing. You bath and bath and bath and then when you finish, you spend so much time selecting clothes. You see, all of this is for the flesh. You spend so much time choosing just the clothes you are going to wear. So much time to iron the clothes, find a matching bag or shoes, belt, and then you spend so much time to do your hair. You invest so much time in your, your flesh. Not only sisters, brothers also. Brothers. You spend so much time, you have brothers who even have time to trim their eyebrows. 
you know, and shape your mustache and your beard and all kinds of do all you know all kinds of things. There are brothers that wake up in the morning and they have to cut their hair before they go out in the morning. Do you understand? You put some things on your hair and sit down for about half an hour before you go and shave your hair and all kinds of things. Spend so much time on the flesh. You see, the Bible says anyone who soweth so much, any person that makes so much time or so much investment into the flesh, you reap corruption. You reap corruption. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Many women reap the corruption they reap because they sow so much time into the flesh. And you see, when you time with the flesh, then there is no time to spend to sow into the spirit. And then you realize now you have to run to catch the train, you have to run to catch the bus, and then you just have little time just look at this and then you run out. And so last week I was sharing with the church and I said, it is better, it is proper that you don't even take a shower in the morning. If, you, if time is against you, then don't take a shower, but have time for the spirit. That is better. It is better for the, the flesh to smell than for the spirit to smell. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You don't understand what I'm sharing with you. I'm teaching you something very, very important. You see, this is not the wisdom of man. You see, you are looking at me and you are assessing what I am teaching you through the wisdom of man. And then you are sitting there and you are saying, how, how, Rev, how, how can I go out smelling? You are going out smelling in the spirit and you are smelling nice in the flesh. Bad smell in the spirit, nice smell in the flesh. Your Bible says you are going to reap corruption. 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 Empty Christians. Empty. Amen. The next one, we say daily quiet time burns away unwanted things. Daily quiet time. When you spend time with the Lord on a daily basis, you are burning away unwanted things unwanted behavior, unwanted characters. Now we call them unwanted because you know that they are not good behaviors. You have bad character. You have a spirit of jealousy with you. You have a spirit of backbiting, disrespectfulness. Some of you are very disrespectful. Some of you are liars. You lie. Christian that lies, you know you are a liar. And you know that it is very difficult for you not to lie. Some of you, when you are asked something, your default is a lie. When you are making effort, it is effort to tell the truth. But what freely comes out of you is a lie. Oh, yes. You are a Christian that sits in the church we teach. That is why this alone cannot deliver you. But when you are a person that meditates on the word, Meditation on the word. You see, it's a very bad spirit when everyone around you knows you are a liar. It's a very bad spirit. That is an evil spirit. Do you understand? It's an evil spirit. I'm telling you. That you are a known liar. 
that when you are speaking, people take the other side. They, what you are saying is not what they will take. What you are not saying is what they will take. So people's conversation with you, they say, tell us, but they know what they are taking. Do you understand? They, don't, they are not saying they will not have conversation with you. They know they can get the truth from you, but they make the truth from your conversation, not from what you are saying. It's that evil spirit. Because when you are a liar, the Bible says you are of your father, the devil. That means that Satan is your father. Now, only devils are sons of Satan. So if you are a a son or a daughter of Satan, you are a demon. See, don't take certain... Believe the Bible. What the Bible says, we have to believe it. Amen. Believe the Bible. But daily quiet time will help you burn away unwanted things. Unwanted things. Amen. And number four, we said daily quiet time breaks down evil strongholds. Evil strongholds. Daily quiet time. Things that grip you. Daily quiet time will help you break them down. Hallelujah. Strongholds in your life that you cannot easily get out of. Having a daily quiet time will break it. Sometimes you think that a sermon, you see, one sermon is like a hammer that hits it and then it weakens it. It weakens it. But what is going to actually dismantle that stronghold, break it totally, is your daily quiet time as you are meditating on the word of God on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. That is what gets rid of strongholds. And then, did I give you number five? He said the daily quiet time leads to cutting away of unwanted aspects of our lives and character. Daily quiet time. Things that, you see, as we were growing up, our parents will see certain behaviors. They will see certain things we are doing and they will correct us. They will talk about it and they will keep talking about it until they see correction in you. If they see you are lazy, they will talk about it. I mean, it's easy for parents to see that a child is lazy. Isn't that so? They can easily tell that you are lazy. They can easily tell that you are someone who doesn't bear. You don't bath. You don't take bath, your shower. They can easily tell that you don't wash yourself properly. Do you understand? Parents can tell these things. But there are certain things, certain characters, certain behaviors that parents will never know. Do you understand? Parents will never know. Parents will not follow you everywhere. They will not be in your sleep. They will not be in your rooms. They cannot monitor you everywhere. But such things that are hidden, such things that are hidden, they are the things that the Holy Spirit searches for. Do you understand? You see, now the things that are hidden, they are worse than the things that are open. Do you understand? You see, one time Apostle Joe was sharing a message and he said, um, when you are a baby Christian, you know, when you are a baby Christian, your sins are, or the things that you are trying not to do, are not to steal, do you see, not to smoke, not to drink, avoid fornication, and adultery, and lying, and all kinds of, you know, sins. But when you grow, when you grow, when you are a mature Christian, your sins are not that apparent. They are not obvious. Do you understand? Your sins are not so open. 
And so, people do not know. Do you understand? You see, when you grow, when you are an adult Christian, when a, when a child, the analogy is, when a child wears clothes, the child's clothes get dirty. Do you understand? The child's clothes get soiled. The child's soiled, and it's so obvious that this child's clothes needs cleaning. Do you understand? You see chocolate and juice and all kinds of things in the child's clothes. Do you understand? And it is obvious that it needs cleaning. Do you understand? But you see, when adults' clothes are dirty, you see, when you look at it, you, don't, you wouldn't think that it needs cleaning. Do you understand? When, 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 I, when I take my clothes off and I'm taking them to the laundry and you look at them, I'm holding them and you look at them, you wouldn't think that, oh, this clothes needs cleaning. Do you understand? If I throw an, a, a child's clothes that is dirty and I throw it at you, you just laugh and then you take it off. It will not bother you too much. But an adult clothes that I am taking to the laundry. Do you understand? If I throw it at you like this, it will not be easy. It will not be easy for you. Meanwhile, it looks clean. Do you understand? It looks clean. But there, there are certain things in the adult clothes. They are not obvious. It's not chocolate all over the place. But there are certain areas not so open. Certain areas of the adult clothes, not so obvious, not so open. But when that place comes upon you, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you are a baby Christian, your sense are. But when you are, when you are, when you are a mature Christian, your sins are hidden, hidden sins, hidden sins. That you alone, you are the only one that can assess and say, this shirt needs cleaning. This shirt needs to be clean. I can't wear this shirt again. I, I, I need to take it to the laundry. This underwear looks very nice, very clean, but it needs cleaning. <laughs> you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, the child has poo-poo in the underwear and urinate and all other things and so it looks obvious that we can't put this on the child again but you you are is so hidden so hidden is somebody understand what i'm sharing with you but your daily quiet time when you meditate on the word of god the hidden sense the word of god we read the scripture the hidden sense the things that no one can see the things that we look at you and you look so beautiful and we think you are such a sweet Christian sister, such a sweet Christian brother. You look marriageable. You look like, oh, we will want to marry you. There are certain hidden things that we cannot see. There are certain hidden things within you that are not so obvious. We read a scripture in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. And it said, the word of God is quick and powerful. Quick and powerful. And sharper. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing ascender of what? 
of what? You see, it is not obvious to know the difference between the soul and the spirit. But the word of God, it will show you. The word of God, it will show you. Do you understand? The word of God will show you. You look like someone who is so emotional with God. You know, doing worship, you are down and all emotion, even tears coming out. And then we think that in the spirit you are worshiping God. But God knows if you will allow the word, it will descend between what is real spirit. You see, as we are seeing, we are seeing someone who is all out for God. All out for God. But the word of God will descend that this, it is your misery and your disappointment that this song has just touched you in a certain place that is making you cry like that. Not that your heart is all out for God and you are falling in love for God. That is not what you are doing. That is not what you are doing. The song has reminded you of some disappointment. It was at this song, the very song, this very song was the day when he proposed to you. If you heard this song, you were actually listening to this song when the phone call came in. And so as we are singing the song and we are seeing the tears that are coming from your eyes, we think that you are falling in love with God. You are all down and you are kneeled down and you are crying. And, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It will descend. It will descend. The word of God. It will descend. It will cut it into two. It says, it says, even to the dividing ascender. Here is the soul. Here is the spirit. Don't make the two. Don't put the emotions of the person to a spiritual soulish worship. No. 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 Amen. It says, and says, and he divides the joints and the marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You see, a child just speaks. And whatever is in their heart, they speak. You, what is in your heart, only the word of God can reveal it. But your daily quiet time, as you meditate on the word of God, as you are meditating on the word of God, you know, sometimes you plan to do certain things. And then the, 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 the quiet time of the day comes. And then as you read it, you say, ah. And then you are looking around. If somebody was think, looking at your mind, like somebody is reading your mind, what is happening? When you read the word of God, it just reveals your thoughts. It just reveals what is in your heart. And it just changes you. The wicked plans that you have made that no one knows about. No one knows about. Sometimes you plan certain lie. You are going to tell a certain lie. But after the word of God, after your quiet time, you say, Mm-mm, I cannot. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Do you understand? That is why if young women, young women, young single women, if you will do your quiet time every single day, every single day, every single day, you will see. You will see what will happen to you. Single young men and women. Young men that are slaying young women left and right. Without a heart. Without a heart. 
You come, you see, that is why my Sunday morning sermon is not delivering you. It's not delivering you. Because you, you don't do your quiet time. I put a hammer on the word and it hits you, but you go and then you put it back together. Slain young women, left and right. Friends, you put them together like this, left and right. The word of God will arrest you if you only will meditate on it. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Number six. A regular quiet time puts a weapon into the hands of the believer. A regular quiet time will put a weapon in the hands of the believer. Amen. He says, Satan has a good laugh at Christians who are unarmed and exposed. Wow. Wow. Satan enjoys to see Christians who are unarmed and they are exposed. Hallelujah. He says, the daily act which Satan hates and fears is when you arm yourself daily with the sword of the Spirit. When you are armed, when you are someone who is armed daily, Satan is afraid of you. He's afraid of you. Prayer is good. Fasting is good. Meditating on the word is superb. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, it's good to be a prayerful Christian. It's good to be a Christian who fasts. But when you meditate on the word of God on a daily basis, you have such a weapon that Satan becomes afraid of. Satan becomes afraid of. Amen. Amen. See, the word of God has a way of slipping out of our hands. And this is because of the pressure of the world in which we live. Sometimes we have so much pressure that that is why you have to be wise. We have so much pressure that we don't have time to meditate on the word of God. And we are always on the run. We are always on the run. Satan's eyes are on such Christians. Looking at such Christians. Satan knows the Christians who are armed and those who are not armed. He's aware. He's aware. Satan is very much aware of Christians who are exposed today. Today, he knows the ones who are exposed. The ones who didn't do their quiet time. He's aware. He's aware. I'm telling you. He's aware. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, who? Who is your adversary? Who is your adversary? Do you understand what is an adversary? What is an adversary? Your enemy, your opponent, the one who is seeking to destroy you, the one who is seeking to fight you. Amen. It says your adversary, the devil, the devil is your adversary. It is not your husband. It is not your wife. It's not your children. Your adversary is the devil. A Christian, you have one enemy. Amen. You have one enemy. 
If your husband is giving you trouble in your marriage, look at one enemy. Don't look at your husband. If your wife is giving you trouble in the marriage, you have one enemy. Look, I'm sharing something very important with you. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, he is like a roaring lion. A roaring lion is a hungry lion. He says he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. A roaring lion going about back and forth seeking whom he may devour. Do you understand what is devour? What is the meaning of devour? No, 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 no. When, when, when we say he devoured the meal, do you understand what that means? It means you hungrily took everything in. One time. Do you have, is there anybody with a dictionary? Swallow down. Swallow down. To drink down. To destroy. Read that. I like that one. To consume destructively. Listen. Recklessly, to consume destructively, recklessly. That is what Satan is looking to do to you on a daily basis. On a daily basis. So he, he cannot devour the people who are armed. Satan is not strong. He only goes about looking for people who are not armed. You see, any enemy who is weak, who is not strong, he will not attack strong people. You know, Ghana, for instance, will never make a decision to fight against America. <laughs> Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You say that Ghana is picking a war with the United States of America. <laughs> not even New York, not even the Bronx. <laughs> Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, that is your enemy. He's not strong. He will not pick a battle with you if you are armed with the word of God. He does not. He goes about, he walketh about, looking like Ghana. Who is looking, if you look like Ghana. Do you understand? <laughs> He's looking for a nation that he can attack. He's looking for the one that he can attack. He says, he goeth about, he walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now when he finds one who is weak, one who is not armed, he's afraid that next time you will arm yourself. So he eats you destructively. He devours you quickly. He swallows you so that there's nothing left of you. Drains you. That there's nothing left of you. Destructively. He devours you. Is somebody understand what I'm saying? Let's believe the scriptures though. Let's believe the scriptures. That is why you don't leave yourself on God. Don't, don't, don't leave yourself. Because your adversary, he's going back and forth. He's going back and forth. That is why you cannot spare a day. Because the day that you spare yourself, he'll find you. 
that is why we call it daily quiet time. Daily quiet time. Arm yourself on a daily basis. Spend time with the word of God. No matter what it is, do not step out with a word in your life as you are going out. Don't go out. Because your adversary, the devil, as you wake up, he's seeking whom? Who is on the prayer line? Who is sleeping? Who is, who is doing a quiet time? Who is sleeping? He's looking for whom he may devour. Devour. <laughs> devour you. Amen. He's a devourer. Daily quiet time. Amen. So daily, you want to load yourself with the word of God. Arm yourself. Put the weapon in your, on yourself. Every day, have a sword that the enemy will see that you are armed. He will not attack you. It, just spending time with God. Meditating on his word. It was off. Demons away from you. Oh yes. Demons away from you. So if for the past week you have not had your quiet time, you see, then don't be surprised all the things that are happening to you within the week. <laughs> don't be surprised. You are there, you don't know why, but you feel certain heaviness. You feel depressed. You say, what is wrong? I don't know, but I feel very depressed. You, are, you don't know. You have not had your quiet time the whole week. So why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? Heaviness. It's got the spirit of heaviness. It has overcome you. Amen. You have failed your test this week. Or every test that you took, you failed. Every single test that you took, you failed. And you are asking why. You are fighting with your professor. It's your adversary. The devil. The devil. You don't do your quiet time. You don't do your quiet time. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? See that all of a sudden bills are piling. I said, ah, but where are these coming from? You see, all of a sudden you went out to the store and you have bought all these clothes that you don't need this week. You didn't do your quiet time. You didn't do your quiet time. <laughs> you see, be spiritual. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Look, the madman of Gadara, the Bible says he was in the tombs, and he was cutting himself. He was cutting himself. Is it painful when you cut yourself? Yes, but he was cutting. He was cutting himself and crying. He's crying, but he's cutting. Do you understand? As you are the register, they say $35. And you say, okay. 55 28 This one was one one fifteen, but we have dropped it to twenty five. Say add it. This one was two hundred, but now we are selling it for fifteen. You say add it. This one, you see, and then you have all, and then you have bought a whole bag of clothes, and then you come, and then you, and then as you are sleeping, you say ah, but what was wrong with me? Ah. <laughs> uh, He said, but what was wrong with me? 
And then you realize, I don't need this one. You see, as you are lying on your bed, you are depressed. You are depressed for the money that you just spent. Your own money, but you are depressed. And then you realize, even your rent is coming. You don't have enough. And then when you take it, you are taking it back. They look at the receipt and they say, oh, these are all final sale. You say, how? Why? How? They are final sale. No return. You see, you see, you see, be, be spiritual. You see, you are a Christian. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. And that is why the Bible says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will rebuke the devourer. As you are standing by the sale rack, because as soon as you enter the store, you are looking at the sale rack. And then all the nice ones, you walk past them and then you went to extra 50% off. Isn't that so? Extra 50% off the already reduced prices. (laughs) And then as you are coming, say, ah, today I have a great deal. I have a good deal. Good deal. Then you bring them home. But as you are standing by the rock, even as you are entering the store, the Lord will rebuild the devourer. And then he said, what am I going to do in this store? Then you turn around. You turn around, and then you are gone. Turn around. Turn around. Say, I'll rebuild the devourer for your sake. The devourer. He's called the devourer. The Bible says, your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, going, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. But the Bible says, God promises to rebuke. That is why I say, do the things that bring you blessings. Do the things that bring you blessings. Amen. Sometimes you don't understand why certain things are happening. All of a sudden, nothing is wrong. You and your beloved are there. All of a sudden, nothing is wrong. He says, I've changed my mind. The whole week, you have not had your quiet time. You say, oh, why? You say, why? What happened? What did I do? The whole week, no quiet time. The man who has promised to marry you, suddenly, he has changed his mind. All of a sudden. And you don't know what you have done. The devourer has entered the relationship because you didn't do your quiet time. Number seven. Number seven. Say quiet time delivers Christians and pastors from delusions and deceptions about who they are it shows us what we are to do to please the Lord. Amen. I repeat, number seven. It says, quiet times deliver Christians and pastors from delusions. Quiet time. When we spend time with God alone, it delivers pastors and Christians from delusions and deceptions about who they are. I would say about who we are. It shows us what we are to do to please the Lord. When we spend time with the Lord, it shows us what we are to do to please the Lord. James chapter 1 and verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. 
when you don't do the word of God, when you neglect the word of God, you deceive your own self. Amen. You see, when you are a hearer of the word of God, it is so unlikely to just be meditating on it and be doing it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? If you are a Christian that all you depend on is your Sunday sermon, you are not the type of Christian that meditates on the word of God. Do you understand? And so it's unlikely that you are a doer of the word. And so as you have come and you have been excited about the word of God, you think you will do it, but you are just a hearer. And such a person, the Bible says you deceive your own self. You deceive your own self. Amen. Christians, when we have been Christians for some time, we deceive ourselves. Especially when we have the opportunity to counsel someone, encourage someone, you know, speak into someone's life, you know, as a pastor or as a shepherd, you can be deceived. You can be deceived. And you will think that you are proper. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You will think just as you have the word and then you are counseling people and you are advising people and it's so flowing and you are talking to, you feel that you are proper. You see, Isaiah, that is what was happening to him. Isaiah thought he was good enough. It's God, if God has chosen him to do the work, that he was good enough. And the, how he started preaching, every, Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 11, he says, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame in them. You see, he doesn't drink. Do you understand? And so he was preaching powerfully against alcoholics. If you are a Christian that doesn't drink and you see a lot of alcoholics and you are talking to them, you feel proper. If you look at them and you compare to yourself, you feel proper. Isaiah 5.18, he says, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with calls of vanity and sin at where with a cut rope. You see, the next one, Isaiah 5 verse 20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see, these are liars, right? Liars. You see, when you have a lot of liars and you, by the grace of God, you don't lie that much. Do you understand? You feel proper. You feel proper. So this is how Isaiah was preaching. This is why, how he was preaching. Blasting people. He said, woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto such people. You are wise in your own eyes, but as we depend on the word of God. You see, it makes you feel proper. And this is how he was going on. And then one day, God decided to reveal himself to Isaiah. God decided to reveal himself to Isaiah. And then he changed his preaching. When he saw the glory of God, when he saw the purity of God, when he encountered God, and he saw how glorious God is, then his preaching changed. And then Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 5. This is from verse 5. This is how he was preaching. The next chapter, he says, Then said I, woe is me. He said, woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. 
and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Amen. Amen. And this is how the meditating on your quiet time will do to you. When you meditate on a quiet time, you see that it is speaking to you. And the more you meditate on the word of God, the more exposed you get to God. You get an exposure of God. The more you meditate on the word of God. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? As you meditate on the word of God. So you don't depend on what people say about you. That people think of you. That people feel you are so righteous. People feel you are so pure. You are so truthful. You are so this. You are so that. You have been a Christian. You are so serious a Christian. You are so prayerful. And it brings delusion. And it brings deception. What you are interested in or what you ought to be interested in is God's opinion about you. How God sees you. Amen. That is what might matter to you. That is what is important. The Bible says in Luke chapter 6 and verse 20, Luke chapter 16 and verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Wow. That is very deep. He says, for that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. When things are highly esteemed amongst men, be careful with them. Anything that is highly esteemed amongst men is an abomination in the... I didn't write the Bible. I did not write the Bible. Khadija, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When it is highly esteemed by men, Stella... The Bible says it's an abomination to God. Amen. When men value it so much, when men place so much value to it, it's an abomination in the sight of God. Luke 6 verse 26. It says, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Woe unto you. It's a very deep scripture, I'm telling you. The Bible says, woe unto you when all men speak well of you. That means that you are highly esteemed by men. That means you are an abomination to God. You. Don't yearn for men to like you. Don't yearn that uh, everyone likes you. Everyone speaks well of you. Everyone, everyone adores you. It's a, you become an abomination to God. That means you are doing something wrong. As far as God is concerned. Because if you are doing what pleases God, in the wisdom of men, they will not like you that much. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? It says, woe unto you. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. So if you are a pastor and all the people like you, Every time you have something nice to say about them. Every time you have something nice. Every time what you, everything you, you do is okay. It's okay. Every time you have something nice to say about them. No one is angry with you. You are a false prophet. <laughs> I didn't write the Bible. Don't look at me like that. I didn't write the Bible. 
when the Bible was written, I was not even born. I've been, I do understand what I'm sharing. This is the word of God. It says, woe unto you when all men, all men speak well of you. That is why, that is why it is, it is okay when certain people don't like you. It is very, it means you are doing something right. When they are talking about you, oh, he is too no. Oh, don't mind him. Oh, this, he's this. Oh, ask for him. Oh, he will tell the pastor. Oh, ask for him. He's this. Oh, this. God likes you. God likes you. God likes you. God likes you. When all men speak well of you, you are an abomination. When all men esteem you. Because you see, men, all men will esteem you because then you conform to this world. When you conform to this world, then all men will like you. But the Bible says, do not conform to this world. It says, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. Therefore, do not conform to this world. Don't let men like you. If you are doing things that everyone, sinners like you, the sinners in the church, they all like you. Because you, you don't talk about fornication. You don't talk about, you only, your preaching is always nice. Oh, we will prosper. Even we are sinful, we, we will prosper. Oh, don't worry, fornicators, you prosper. You don't like, you don't read your Bible, you prosper. You don't meditate on the word of God, but you do well. You, and so that you like me. Oh, I become an abomination in the sight of God. But may I never become an abomination. Because I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> I said I'm not afraid of you. I will preach about what you are doing. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Say you are false prophets. False prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. God shows himself to you every time you read the word of God. He reveals himself to you. The only way you know who you really are is when you meditate on the word of God. That is when you know who you are. Otherwise, it will become so normal that you have been a Christian for a while and you are okay. You go to church, you pray, you pay your tithe, you give offerings, you dress nicely. In the church, everyone, when they are cooking, you cook also. Do you understand? You know one or two things, you know, slogans. You know, you, you can say certain things when we are in the church. That you are also flowing. Do you understand? It is when you sit down to read the word of God, when you meditate on the word of God, that is when you will really know who you really are. Amen. That is when you know who you really are. Our time is up. I have a lot to share with you. But um, our time is up. So we will pause here. We will pause here and then we will continue next time we meet. Stand to your feet, please. Stand to your feet. Oh, quite time. Quite time. The devourer that takes our time away, the time that we spend with God, the time that we meditate on the word of God, the woes of this world, oh, the cares of this world, it chokes the word, it chokes the word, it steals the word from our lives, it takes the word out of our lives. Oh, Jesus, deliver us that we will have the ability to spend time with you in the name of Jesus. 
Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Father, make way for us. Rebuild the devourer. The devourer that steals us from your presence. The devourer that takes our time out. The time that we spend with you. The devourer that takes that time away. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us. we are thankful and grateful tonight for your word we thank you spirit of God for teaching us we thank you for revealing such mighty things to us we thank you Lord for exposing these things to us we thank you Lord that now we have learned about the devourer the one that steals our time the one that takes us away from your presence Lord, we ask that you you make time for us. Father, open our eyes to see what is important, to understand priorities, to know what is important. You say, if we will sow in the flesh, we will reap corruption. Lord, help us to sow in the spirit. Help us, Lord, that daily we will spend time with you. And Father, when we come before you, may you reveal to us who we really are in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from delusions. Deliver us from deception. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Spirit of God, we thank you for being our teacher tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. If there's anyone here tonight, you are not born again, you have not given your life to Jesus, and you want to give your life to Christ. Tonight, you want to give your life to Christ. If you are here like that, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Christ. You, you are saying, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Christ. Is anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, that you have counted us worthy to be in this great kingdom. We give you praise and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seat? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.